Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. We are back at it yet again. Friday, 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 the fifth hour with Ben Maller as we bloviate the weekend away because four hours a night, not enough on the overnight, eight days a week. And before I get into today's podcast, remember that sharing is caring. And so give the gift of Audio content, the podcast, and you guys have been doing a great job. I do thank you. The numbers continue to be solid for the podcast. I started this, um, well, a while back. I don't even remember. Time just flies by. And we didn't know if we'd have a big uh, listenership. And uh, the, the, the audience has continued to grow. And that's, uh, that's not, nothing to do with me. Certainly nothing to do with Gagon or McBain or anyone else. It has to do with you. So we thank you. And, and keep that going. Keep that ship going. And the podcast will continue, three podcasts a week. But the Friday podcast, which you've already found, available 
on the iHeart Podcast Network, global reach of podcasting. Wherever you can get your podcast, you can find this podcast, all the big podcast platforms. Uh, so on, on Friday, we like to chat with someone who I like, someone I know, or someone I know nothing about, and I'm, I'm thrown into an interview with because uh, somebody gets booked, and I'm like, okay, I got to talk to this person. But this week, I'm going to talk to one of my, my radio uh, friends, one of my radio associates, a colleague of mine. Uh, we are excited now to welcome in a guy that you have heard for several years on the Fox Sports Radio National Airwaves uh, on Saturday. He also has been a longtime member, I believe t- over 20 years, he has been bloviating on the local Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio Airwaves. And as someone that appreciates the art of sports radio, there are certain towns that do it right. And I like a little edge to my sports talk radio. Philadelphia is one. I've never lived in Philly. Uh, I've talked to these guys, listened to it a little bit online. Boston. Did a little work in Boston, New York, uh, the uh, axis of sports talk radio where they'll throw down the the chainsaw uh, on their teams. And Gargano is a big part of it. Anthony Gargano, he does a midday show in Philly uh, in addition to all of the stuff that he does at Fox Sports Radio. So I thought it'd be fun to talk to Anthony and chat with him about the inner workings of radio behind the scenes. He's had a very interesting career as a newspaper guy that went into radio. We'll get into all of it rather than me spoil the fun. Uh, Let's give it up now for veteran radio broadcaster and renaissance man, Anthony Gargano. Anthony, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Everyone is different. I want to get into the meat and potatoes of radio. So everyone is different here. And I I want to talk some shop. So what are the ingredients, in your opinion, that make for a quality sports talk radio listen? Well, that's a great question, Benny. I, I got to go authenticity. So don't give me hot takes. Give me your real opinion. Uh, give me some fun. See, when you're on the air, you're fun. Like, I can actually hear the smile on your face when you're doing your show. Because fun is an important piece I think of the program, and, and I can hear that. And you'll not only give me sports and good sports because you know what you're talking about, but you'll you'll make me laugh. You'll make me smile. You'll you'll tell me what's really in your heart. I never feel like you're just giving me something that uh, oh, watch me shock the world because you and I both know that people remember not your sports opinions, but they remember little things. And I think authenticity is a big part of it. Yeah, and I agree with you. I got, to me, and, and there are guys that do meat and potatoes sports radio, and they give stats and all that stuff. But it, it's it is you're absolutely correct. The entertainment and it's frustrating, Anthony, because I'll you know I do these rants, uh, monologues every hour, and I mean, you do the same thing. I'm sure you rant and rave on, on your show in Philly, and I know I've heard you on Fox a bunch over the years here, and we rant and rave, and then. We'll make some throwaway comment about like a, a bologna sandwich that we ate the other day or something like that. And that's the thing that people remember. It's not it's not our opinion on LeBron James or the Yankees or the Dodgers. It's that other stuff that, that really sticks with people. Relating, right? You've got to be relatable, as you said. You've got to relate to people. Uh, relatability. Yeah. You took the word out of my mouth. I was just going to say that. You know, that's something that is, I think, so crucial. Like, they got to feel like, oh, there's Ben. Ben's at the supermarket like I'm at the supermarket. He's at the drugstore, or he's got the kids out. And, you know, they, they, want you to, they want to feel like because radio is a very warm medium, they, they want to feel like they're letting you in their home and they trust you. You're one of them. And I think that's a key component. Yeah, and the great thing, Anthony, at least I know in my case and in, in your case, although you've had some big-time radio gigs in Philly, but for me, I have kept it real. I'm a man of the people, Anthony. I've never tasted the real big-time uh, money. Like when I, I know uh, when Jim Rome or Colin Cowherd, when they, when they sell their house, it ends up in the real estate page in the, in the newspaper, right, because it's a big deal. When I, when I just moved recently, no one even knows about it, right? No, if I didn't say it, no yeah. one would know about it because it keeps me. Uh, relatable 
But ma- it's management by design. By design, Anthony. It's their plan. <laughs> well, dude, I, I can relate to you on that one, man. I, I missed out on those on those beachfront properties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I remember we had um, you know Mike North, who used to work at, at the network on. He was like the highest paid guy in sports radio in Chicago. Um, years ago, and uh, you know, he tasted like the very top of the money chain in radio. And I was like, I wonder what that would be like. I wonder if I would change. You know, I wonder if I'd be different if I made that like that nah, top. You're that, not changing, dude. <laughs> you're, because you are what you are, man. You're 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 off again. I go back to the word authentic. And by the way, what what like what, let's be real for a second. Unless somebody dropped a boatload of money, right? That you yeah. can travel the world and not work. You know, where are you going to change that? You're not going to change. You're still, yeah. going, to love, you're still going to love your teams. You're going to love your family. And you're going to have fun. Yeah. And the other two, Anthony, I can tell from, from listening to you. I mean, you have the bug. You've been bitten by the radio bug. You love it. You enjoy it. And it's like it's one of those things like this kind of a job where you can do it pretty late in life. It's not like some of these other jobs where if you're you have a real job and you're laying down asphalt or concrete or you're working as a contractor at some point you're gonna have to stop doing that because you know it's physical labor all we do is sit around and yap and rant and rave which is kind of cool like if you can you know keep doing it pretty late in life if you if you want yeah you can lug a lot he lug around a lot of hot air is the only problem it's yeah the truth. We're, we're, we're we're blessed we're blessed in that thing i love radio i do i started out as a newspaper journalist and so then I transitioned over to radio, and I love to write, and I still write my screenplays and written a couple books and the whole thing. But radio connecting with people is awesome, dude. Like, you, you just, the warmth comes across. And I talk to a lot of callers. It's really call-driven. And so you, and you learn so much, and you, you know these people, and it's, a beautiful community that's not just, you know, tweeted or texted. Yeah, Andy, I got to ask, you know, you made the transition and successfully. There have been guys that have tried to get into radio that just didn't have the the gift for gab. But when you were an honorable, you worked at like the, I read you worked at the Associated Press in, in Chicago. Right? I mean, that's a big time gig. The New York Post, I think you worked. I mean, these are some big Big writing jobs. Like, what got you to cross over to radio? Was there anyone that said, "Hey, you'd be good on radio," or was this something you always wanted to do? No, I, no. It was um, so. I'm in New York, and I wanted to be a foreign correspondent. I wanted to transfer out of sports. I went for an interview with the New York Times. They said I had to leave the New York Post to get cleansed, and I had to go to a, <laughs> a like a real newspaper with a news department so I, I got a job at the philadelphia inquirer and i'm at the inquirer and i was in sports and <laughs> i filled in for a week because newspapers you don't make any money so i'm looking to hustle make a few dollars and i i go fill in at wip and it, like that two weeks later the guy goes you want the midday show and I go, nah, man, I'm a writer, blah, 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 whatever. And then, like, they're like, well, you sure? Here's the offer. And it was, like, double my salary, which I was like, oh, my God. Now, newspapers, you're not making a lot. But uh, the first week I did it, I had immediate regret when the guy said to me, you sound like you should be cutting pepperoni on the Italian market. <laughs> I was like, I'm a journalist. I'm an, English, I'm an English major. And like, nobody can. Are you nuts? You should be cutting pepperoni, dude. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. I always get annoyed, Anthony, because you, know, you have a very distinctive cadence, which is great. I think it's wonderful. and It's, it's authentic. But there, there are some guys that do this that are the professional deep voice talk radio host and those guys just always get like it it's just it weird feels weird to me you gotta to me you gotta have a little little more personality to it that you can't be just a big voice right, well guy. you're you gotta go up and down right like your voice yeah. has to yeah go up with excitement when you're truly into something and then you know it's a cadence right isn't it isn't it like a um you know if you think about a song right your voice should be up and down it should be it yeah. shouldn't be just flat 
like even as good as you know, you listen, there's some great people in our business who have blessed pipes that, you know, you can introduce movies, you know, in, in a town long ago, you know. But I I think I wonder, is there something there? Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to have the monotone voice and it is a musical instrument. That that's all we have in talk radio is our voice. We don't have anything else. We play bumper music for thirty seconds or something like that, but it's it's all about uh, the delivery. But when you made the transition, now I, I know back in the old days when I got into radio, there was like a, a, a cold war uh, when I would cover games between the newspaper guys and the radio guys. And they didn't like each other. And there was a lot of, lot of fighting and stuff like that. So when you made the transition, were you supported by your friends who were journalists? Or were they like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Yeah, I got a lot of that. What are you doing? Yeah. You're joining the dark side. You're an enemy. <laughs> You're the enemy. Now, luckily, I always kept it real with people. Like I, you know, I like people by nature, so I, you know. And so yeah. I generally was just more ball breaking than you know serious. But there were like a couple guys. One guy who I actually liked and got along with shut me out. Man, I was the, I was the true enemy. And I'm like, yo, dude, you know, I'm the same guy. Listen. I have respect. I know what you did, what you do, because I did it. So, and I wouldn't steal your stuff. Like a lot of times, they would be upset, which I don't blame them. Where you take somebody's story, you hear it on the air, and I like to make, and I know you're like this, where you know you, you give credibility, you give exactly what your source material is, who you got it from, if you if you got it from somebody else, you read something, you gave them some love for doing yeah. the gig. And I think that's why a lot of newspaper guys fell a certain way. Plus, you know, it's, you, you go from doing the same job, and now all of a sudden it's a very public thing, and it's like there's some jealousy involved there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's, and there's more money, as you said, in radio uh, than there is in, in, in journalism. But you, you worked at the New York Post. Now, that, I love the New York Post. I've never lived in New York. My brother lives in New York, but I love the Post. I've read it online for years and years and years. So what what was it like behind the scenes? How they make the hot dogs at the at the New York Post, Anthony? Was it uh, amazing? It was yeah. the greatest job. So I had the greatest job yeah. that you can have in newspapers. So I, I initially started covering the Mets, which was the worst job. All right, you saw a lot of bad baseball. All right, like they was like, like they were terrible. So then. I went from doing that to writing. We had a, we got a Sunday newspaper. Murdoch bought back the, the paper, and we added a Sunday edition. And so they needed someone to write, like, 5,000-word stories. So I, I became uh, that writer along with doing all other stuff. Like, if the Knicks played the Heat, I covered the Heat in the playoffs, right? So I would always do – the national stuff, which meant I was on the road like 300 nights a year. And the only – I love my editor. was a great guy named Greg Gallo. And he used to get mad at me because I love to write and I love to kind of string words together and I find it like artistic and whatever. And he's yelling at me, take your pink panties off when you write. All right, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome because I, I used to be like, they go, where are you at? I go, I'm in L.A. And they're like, all right, why don't you go off to Portland? Uh, go up to cover this game, cover that. Go write about this. And I would give them ideas, and, and I would just globetrot. And, and I covered a lot of boxing, and I would write these long pieces, and I got to go hang with Jordan for two weeks, like just following the Bulls as, the, as they were the rock stars, right? You know, yeah. sit with all the coaches, Pat Riley, you know, Phil, Parcel. Like I got to do all kinds of stuff. Like, it was interesting. It was a really cool job. And you learn, as a journalist, you're, you're really inquisitive, like, which is why I love doing that job because I learned so many different things. I met so many different people. And I wasn't, I didn't have to criticize them, I was just writing stories. So it was more like a profile, a tale, you know, something. And so they let you into their world. You know, I had pancakes at Donovan McNabb's house in Chicago. And, 
you know, you did all kinds of things with, with people. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was more, uh, it was fun because it was artistic, but it was also fun because you got to meet all these people. I love to travel. So I just was on the road all the time. I would sit next to Ben Maller at events. That's right. We sat together for that. The people don't know the story. The Dodger Phillies game uh, years ago. I was trying to think what year that was. Everything runs together for me, Anthony. Though I, I don't like oh, before you before you turned into a movie star. You, you look like a movie star. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I might have been a lot heavier at that particular moment in time. As I, uh, I, I'm trying to remember exactly when that was, but uh, was that that wasn't like the Matt Stairs time? Was it? Was that before that? Yeah. It was the Matt Stairs. Okay. Stairs. Yeah. Oh my God! Tonight, as Joe Buck says. Oh my God! Great, one of the great moments in Philly sports history. One of the worst for the for the Dodgers there, into the I upper part of the pavilion. Oh, I was pissed. Yeah, I was. I was. I thought that team. I mean, Joe Torre was the manager of the Dodgers. That was the team that was going to get to the World Series, and then they had to wait another twelve years or whatever, thirteen years, whatever it was, to to get back. But that was <laughs> insane, man. That was. In, uh, in crazy town, but when you, were, I want to go back to the post though. So you're working in the post. Like, how's it work? You tell me how this works. So you, they give you a company credit card. You just do whatever you want, or do you have to? Yeah. Check so in? back then, yeah. and back then it was awesome because back then the budget for the sports department, the travel budget, was three million dollars. So wow. you know that's late nineties, early two thousands, right? So yeah. you know we could go everywhere. I mean. There was no and listen. I and I was I, I, I mean I stayed in nice hotels. I didn't gouge them, but I stayed. You know, I traveled nicely, and then you yeah. build up all those points: Marriott, Hilton, you name it, airline miles. You know, I'm going. I'm traveling to Europe for free because I was on the road so much. And then you know, every the only thing I would have is I had these expenses. Right, so you have to fill out your expense report. So I would be yeah. on the road more than anybody. So I would come home. And I was, I'm not the most, I'm like Oscar Madison when it comes to, you know, keeping all the, the receipts and everything. So I got crumpled up this and the hotel receipts. It's before everything was online. And then so I'm trying to make heads or tails of it. Oh, yeah, I'm in Denver this day. Oh, wait, did I spend $100 at the bar? Oh, I can't, oh, I can't do that one. All right, what about this one? And, you know, and you're putting together your expense report. But it was... Uh, it was crazy. It was wild. I mean, I used to, man, I, my travel alone was like, you know, 10 times my salary, my travel yeah. budget. So did I you went. know, now, wild. Anthony, I, Anthony, I, I remember, I think it was Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe. I had heard a story from a writer that he had like the most Marriott points of all time. Like he had stayed at the Marriott. So, you know, that was the only hotel chain that he would stay at when he traveled. He yeah. worked at the Boston Globe forever, and he had this massive amount of, of Marriott points where he could have just gone anywhere. I assume you had a similar massive amount there. Did you stay at the same hotel chain all the time, or would you change it up and stay at different hotels? No, I, you know, I stayed at the same hotel. And it's funny because it's true. I had a massive amount, and probably Bob Ryan because he coached, um, he, he, he covered the NBA. So yeah. I'm sure he did a lot more playoffs, the whole thing. But it was the greatest because, I mean, they treated you like gold. Like, dude, you know, there was uh, baskets of fruit and all kinds of things in my room. Like, I had a buddy of mine. So I'm like in my 20s. I got a buddy of mine who worked for an airline. He flew for free. So he, we would meet everywhere. Like, I go, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to Denver. So then I would get in my room, and I had the upgraded suite. He'd come and hang out. And there was a time where he's looking at the basket, and he sees a, a thing of hummus. And he goes, yo, dude, <laughs> take some hummus. And he throws the hummus. Now, I don't know if he's doing that. And it hits my laptop, busts my laptop. Now I got to go get a new laptop. I was covered like Broncos Jets. And the whole thing exploded off of the hummus that I got for free at the Marriott in the basket. But it was awesome. It was the best. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. So you really, I remember that movie from about 10, 12 years, within the last uh, 15 years. It was the, the movie that George Clooney was movie, in up movie. in the. Up in yeah. the air. Like, that was air. you, right? You were up in the air, man. You were just flying yeah, around. Yeah, the best. Except I yeah. had a fun job. He was His job was to fire people. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Another time I was in Denver, I get woken up. There's a knock on my door. Now, uh, you know, I like to go out at night, right? So <laughs> I wake up. I'm you know, in the room, work city I'm at. I open the door. I see this beautiful girl, right, in my yeah. doorway. I'm going, hello? <laughs> she says, Anthony? I go, yeah. She goes, can I come in? I was like, yeah, all right. You know, like, I don't know. I run to the bed, brush my teeth, right? <laughs> all of a sudden, she takes off her, 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 her it was like a jacket, it was winter yeah. time, it was during the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. And she's got, like, a lingerie outfit on. And I'm going, oh, wait, wait a second, what's going on here? And she was hot, because, Betty, like, she was hot. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. going, wait, something's up, right? And then she says, can I use your phone? I go, go ahead. And the next thing she was, I'm in the room. Uh, and then she hands me the phone. And it was these radio dudes in the morning playing oh. a joke because they wanted to do the Jets. So they thought I was a member of the Jets media. So they just, oh. you know, she, they came to my room. So then, so anyway, she was cool hanging out. How about the next day, this girl naked on a horse? Rides into my high stadium. Oh, this girl was the best. <laughs> Just a random trip to out. Denver. I got to take her out for a drink. That was it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's God. it. Just one one drink back, back in the day. That's uh, that's all. Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, Andy, so now let's get back to the radio stuff, man. I love it. I'm learning all yeah. about you. I'm learning all about you. I'm bouncing over, all over the place a little bit. So, in the radio stuff, now you said you, you do like mostly in, in your local show in Philly, a lot of call-in stuff and that kind of thing. But I've I, I seen some viral videos online from you ranting and raving and all that. Have you, either as a newspaper guy or as a radio guy, have you had an athlete or coach that snapped at you? Like a famous incident where one of these uh, guys yeah. just lost their – what's the most famous one that you recall? Where Bobby you Valentine and I, when yeah. I was a writer, we almost got yeah. into a fight. Uh, what, what was that about? What, what did you awesome. what did what did you write that he did not like? No, Bobby V was a, was a very political guy, and he was always trying to win you over. Get whatever way to use you, he tried to use you. He once had Tommy Lasorda, who I love, call me up and say, "Oh, you got to go easy on the, the you know work with Bobby V, would you?" And I was friends with the, the, this hit instructor that was under Dallas Green staff. This, uh, anyway, long story. I picked up. They fired him, and I and I picked up for him. And we got into a, a, a shouting match. And in fact, one of the Mets players, Johnny Franco, says, "Yo, cuz there's a Franklin in it. If you dot his eye." <laughs> <laughs> We're screaming and yelling at each other. Two Astros, Ken Caminiti and uh, who was the other guy? It had to be the second baseman. Who was the BGO? second baseman? Craig Biggio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and Caminiti and Biggio are walking by, 
And then the next thing you know, because they were playing the Astros, and, and Tom McGraw was with the Astros now. That's right. I walk in the other clubhouse, and then Caminiti goes, My man, you were the dude that was going to knock out Bobby V. I started laughing. Yeah, he's a jerk off. Funny. And Bobby V say well, like he knew he was a colorful dude. But there was a lot of guys that you know we would they yell at you. I remember being definitely afraid of Parcells. Like he, yeah. he would scream at you. And then, you know, when you're a young reporter and you got Bill Parcells, like, you know, I'm thinking, who am I to be challenging this dude about football, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, they're, they're, it's, it's a bully pulpit. Back then, it was way more, like, in your face. Now it's more docile or it's more social media driven where, you know, there's Twitter beefs. Back then, it were, like, real beef. I remember seeing guys fight, fist fighting, knocking people out. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so you you covered the Mets in the were you there you were there when Dallas Green was there and then obviously Bobby Valentine there. I, one of my favorite New York Post headlines. I was doing stuff with the Dodgers and they were playing the Mets in the mid nineties, the Rico Bronya years of the Mets. And yes, when he was, it was the, my man Rico, I went to Watertown, Connecticut, to do a story where he was from, and, okay. they, and I ate pasta with his parents. That's great. That's random. I love that. So it was like Rico Bronya and Todd Hunley, and the Mets were terrible. And uh, they had traded for Jeff Kent, who at that time was like a you – know, he would come over from the Blue Jays in the – I think it was the David Cohn trade. He had he'd been there for a little bit, but oh, yeah. he hadn't – he was like a, a utility guy when he started with the Mets. And I remember they moved him positions and and against the Dodgers and he had like a bunch of errors on it. It was like a it was like a Saturday day game and he, he butchered the ball. I probably covered that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so anyway, I, I it was he was terrible and the fans were booing, you know, it was terrible. It was hot, you know, August and the uh, planes are flying over the landing at LaGuardia. It was a nightmare. So so they uh, interviewed you probably were the guy that did it. Interviewed Dallas Green and he made some flippant remark about Jeff Kent's defense. And the headline on the post the next day was Kent Field. And then it was great. And it had a picture of him bobbling the ball on the back page. And then yeah. it said, you know, Dallas Green's quote was like uh, something like, I forget, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like he was as bad at yeah. third base as he was at second or something. It was great. It was awesome. He just buried the guy. Yeah, that was I loved it. my story. I remember Kent Field. Yeah, yeah. it was all that. Yeah, it was the best. It was all kinds of stuff. I'll give you one going. So I'm in spring training. I was. I was dating this girl, and I'm I'm sitting next. I, where I think, there was only one place to go it was Port St. Lucie, and oh, yeah. it was, and so we're at this at this bar in Port St. Lucie, and next thing you know, Alex Ochoa, you remember that name? Yes, and I Ray do. Ordonez, I... All right. Yeah. Ray Ordonez had just defected from Cuba. Uh-huh. And they were in there, and I knew Alex, and there was somebody else too. Anyway, the girl I was with, let's say she was well endowed, and she and and so you know it was whatever. She was a lovely lady. Yes, he, he starts saying stuff in Spanish, and she starts turning red. Now she was Spanish, and she understood him. Right, like so, yeah. uh, and then she gives me the the interpretation. Right, like she gives me what he said, a translation. And after the translation, it was pretty lewd, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I start barking at him. I'm going to break your, you know, your arm, this and that. You're never going to play shortstop. Blah 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 blah. You know, it was one of those things. <laughs> it was crazy, but it was funny, right? Like you know, and then. I'm going, to bust, I'm going to bust up your shortstop. I told the uh, Frank, and then he, he apologized. It was no big deal. But it was just funny how, you know, like, you, it's just real life. Back then, it was really real life. I, had to, I got a buddy of mine who, in fact, was the Sixers equipment manager for, like, 35 years. And he goes, mm-hmm. dude, he goes, the difference when I first started, he started, like, vintage AI years, right, like, you know, crazy stuff. The end of Barkley, end of AI, to yeah. today, he's like, the biggest difference is the noise. Back then, when you're going on a bus, plane, all the guys are together, it's loud, and it, guys are mocking each other, you know, having fun, breaking stone, busting 
phones, the whole thing. And now everybody's just on lock phone or headphones. And yeah. it's so different. And just dudes way more like plugged in professional. Whereas back then it was like, you know, insanity. Yeah, AI falling asleep outside his hotel room, like outside the door of his room, curled up in a ball in the hallway. Sleeping. <laughs> Taking a nap just in the in the hallway of the hotel. It's what you yeah, bring it up. Been, you, it might have been at five o'clock in the morning, you know. Well, you know, hey, never mind he had a game that day, it didn't matter. You know. That's the amazing thing about ball players, Anthony. I traveled a little bit with the Dodgers back in the day, and I was a young guy, and they kind of embraced me, some of the guys in the bullpen, so they'd take me. I, I got to tag along with them and go out a few times. You know, I'm not – I'm an introvert. You're an, you're an extrovert, Anthony. I'm an introvert. So for me, this was like an eye-opening experience, and I, I loved it. I have great memories of that, but I was amazed. I was in my probably late 20s at this time, maybe mid-20s, so I'm traveling with the team and, you know, occasionally, and they take me out. And uh, it was actually in New York, uh, one of the trips. And th- these guys were out. We were, they were club hopping, uh, you name it, bars, strip clubs. Got back to the hotel at, you know, it was after the sun had risen. It was a little after like 6 in the morning, something like that. And I'm just beat. And the, Do- the Dodgers had a day game with the Mets that day. And so... <laughs> We, you know, go out to the ballpark, and I'm ha- I'm like a zombie, and the guys I was hanging out with that were completely sloshed, that were just boozing it up, uh, and I was like, well, those guys can't pitch today, and uh, they got called. You know, one of the guys got called into the game, and he made like a one, two, three inning. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is this is yeah. amazing to me that these guys are able to perform after living that life. Uh, it was just a few hours earlier we were out you know, getting back in a taxi cab, getting back to the hotel. It's insane how those guys are wired that way. Yeah, uh, that's the truth, man. You know, I, I listen. I I saw AI stone drunk one night, right, whacked out of his mind, and yeah. he a next day dropping forty on it at a noon game, right? Like just incredible, such a great player. But it's true. Like, the- do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That was that was like a rite of passage too for a lot of guys. You went out, you, you know, you sampled the town. You, you, it was very more. It was a lot of social. Now where it hurts you is obviously longevity. Guys now take care of their bodies, and you know you can look at Brady, and that's why he's so great. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't go out much. He's got some some interesting things. And as far as the the grapefruit, you mentioned Port St. Lucie. I got a great story about that, Anthony. You'll appreciate this because I'm spending a lot of time in Florida for spring training. So when I was doing stuff with the Dodgers, they had an executive, Tommy Hawkins, the great Tommy Hawkins, wonderful guy, played in the NBA, great guy, very personable guy. And we were in Vero Beach, and I'd never been to Vero Beach before. And oh, so, I love Vero Beach. So Tommy's giving me the lay of the, the, the land. You know, I was, I was doing radio there, and I had, we were doing it back to L.A., so it was late at night. But on the weekends, we had some time to go out and try to mingle. And I was single, and the guy I was doing the show with was single. So we asked Tommy, Tommy Hawkins. We're like, hey, where should we go? And Tommy named this bar in, in Vero Beach. He said, this is the place. This is the place everyone goes to. Uh, you know, it's a few miles away from Dodger Town. Go there, have a have a great time. Boy, there's beautiful people. Right? He's really selling it. So uh, we're all excited. My, my me and this guy Dave that I was doing the show with, and so we show up to the bar, and we're thinking, yeah, this is gonna be great. You know, we're in Florida here, beautiful women, the whole thing. And the youngest, you know, we're in our mid twenties. The youngest woman in there was, I think, like sixty four or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was insane, man. Anthony. We were like, wait a minute here. What? That that was the young hip spot in uh, in in Florida, at least in that part in Vero Beach. There wasn't a lot going on uh, socially there in Vero Beach, uh, Anthony. Back in those Dodge days, or town, baby, Dodger Town. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a great place. They've been in Florida now for like twenty years or something like that. It's, it's crazy how fast time guys goes by. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with one eight hundred flowers dot com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate covered berries, gourmet treats, and more, surprise your Valentine with one eight hundred flowers dot com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. 
It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. But you mentioned the movies. I got to get into that, Anthony. I don't know a lot about this. So you've written screenplays and whatnot for uh, for Hollywood and and like how's that how's that work exactly? Have you had anything big picked up that I don't know about that I should know about? Uh, well. We did a movie called the. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Mighty Max. The Mighty Max. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. It was. It's about the first female um, uh, te- uh, basketball team, uh, Maculata University. Kathy Rush, who okay. um, made a uh, really cool, really, really, really cool. Who um, they won the first women's national championship. Her husband was Eddie Rush, the referee. Uh-huh. And it, it was cool. So anyway, we did that movie. I have a couple. I have a lot of can't misses, and I got a, a, a lot of misses. And I got a couple mm-hmm. right now that are hot that I think we got a shot. One is called The Bottom, which okay. is so it's about loosely based off of a group called the Junior Black Mafia in Philadelphia in the eighties, the gangster movie. And I got another another show, a TV show that's getting traction. Um, it's called In Blood. It's imagine it's the setting is 1976 Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. it's a precursor to the JBM, and it's uh, Game of Thrones meets like Scarface, right? So it's meets The Godfather. So it's got. Uh, Italian gangsters and, and uh, African-American gangsters and oh, Jewish gangsters and the whole crowd of this world of bikers that really existed in Philadelphia. It all intersected during the 70s and, and 80s um, mm-hmm. when casino gambling comes to Atlantic City. So I had known a lot of these characters growing up there, and so I wrote these pieces pretty authentic. And it's pretty cool. So I think we got a, I think we got a uh, a good shot. That's supposedly happening. Nice. And I got a so, couple more. I'm hoping, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, how how's it work? You have an agent, or I, I assume, you, you, how do you sell these things? What's the, what's the key to selling these? Do you well, have I'm selling them for you. Producer. Okay. okay. So there's a producer that that's, that deals with all the studios. So I worked with the stuff uh, through a producer who's really well-known, has a bunch of projects. Mm-hmm. So it's the producer. They're the ones that – I'm just the writer. I'm just the – you know, I'm, I, I'm the nobody that comes up with the story and writes the story. And then, you know, hopefully – but the one's supposed to go into pre-production soon. So we're, we're – it's, it's a long grind, and we got shut down by COVID – so it's 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 pretty crazy. But I love the film world. I love film. I love story. That's probably my true passion, which is other yeah. than sports, which is storytelling. And are you more nonfiction as opposed to fiction when you're writing this stuff, or is it uh, either way? Go either way. Yeah, either way. And the fiction people, like anytime you write a, um, since it's not a documentary. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna have to take literary license to make the story really you know a lot more interesting, and yeah. that sort of that sort of speak. But um, but what the great stuff is is that when you meld a reporting background with uh, creative writing, it gives mm-hmm. you a lot, right? So 
you know, I was in, I was at a couple jails. I was up in a couple of, you know, safe houses, type of thing, rooms, talking to these old or, you know, retired or whatever gangsters. And you get stuff that you can't even make up, right? Like, the beauty is if, you know, when you really, like, research a story and talk to those that lived it, you, you get stuff that you, you realize you can't even make up. And if they trust you, they let you into the world, it's, it's really kind of cool. So, I, I mean, some of the stories, I, I barely even have to dress up for cinema. You just got to organize and put them together in a narrative form. But it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing. That's cool. That's cool. I, I think what we need, Anthony, is like a, a – you should write a movie about sports talk radio. There's got to be something in sports radio that can, can go on the big screen and give it the um, make it a thriller you know like a caller i've had i've had uh, guys on my show anthony i had a guy uh, in chicago that sent me a bloody goat head in the mail um because he he was a big he thought the cubs were jinxed the curse of the billy goat and so he bought part of a goat farm uh, this guy doc mike and sent me a bloody goat actually a couple of bloody goat heads it got to the oh, point yeah it got awesome. to the point yeah, yeah, and so it got to a point, Anthony, where the 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 male people at Fox at at, at iHeart here in L.A. Uh, were were like, we can't accept mail for you because there was like there was like stuff coming out of the box that was disgusting, and they were like, you know, and so so I had to tell the guy, I said, you got to stop sending this because I'm getting in trouble with the mail room. So I, what are you doing? And uh, it was a. It was a nightmare, but anyway, I've kept you for way too long, Anthony. I love you, man, I love and. and and uh, oh. now, promote, promote, promote. Now, you're on Fox Sports Radio, obviously, on the weekends, but uh, that's on Saturday, right? You're still on Saturday. And then uh, what about the, the radio show in Philly, if the fans want to listen to you on your local uh, show, the Anthony Gargani, Agano show, right, uh, which is, what, middays in Philly? Is that right? Yeah, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time, 97.5 The Fanatic. And then uh, I'm at Anthony L. Gargano on Twitter. And uh, at Anthony L. Gargano on Instagram. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Keep an eye out. Maybe the, the movie's hitting, and, and uh, I would love for you to, to talk about it and we, we talk further about it. But, Benny, I love you, man. You're, you're just great yeah. people. Oh, you're good, too, man. I love you, and uh, I'm glad we met years ago. And, uh, and it, when you become the, you know, the movie hits and you'll be out at a red carpet event in, in Hollywood, I, I'll go hang out with you. We'll go, we'll go schmooze. Please, all right? You got to come <laughs> with right. me, man. All right. Thank you, Anthony. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.